Thanks for tuning in to Soul Talks with Bill and Christy Galtier. We're psychotherapists and the founders of Soul Shepherding, a ministry to pastors and all kinds of people. The Lord Jesus smiles to you. Come to me and I will give you rest for your soul. But maybe you're too busy or stressed. If so, not only are you missing God's peace, but also His power for loving and leading. So we're doing a series on rest. We're so glad you've joined our conversation with Christ, our Master, Soul Shepherd, and Friend. So nice to be in our den here listening to the rain today. and Love it. We need it in California here, so we're praising God for that. We don't take it for granted. And drinking tea off of our coasters here from our sabbatical that we made. That was so fun making those coasters. We were walking on the beach together and there was just these little colorful pebbles all over the beach there in Cambria. They were everywhere. We sat down and played with them, run them through our fingers, sorted through them. I, I did like a belly flop into the coasters and was just enjoying them, <laughs> feeling the heat that was coming off into of Into the pebbles, into the coasters. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Picked out our favorite colors. Yeah, and then that led us into just spontaneously making some little pebble collages that we turned into coasters. Oh, we, well, we were back in our room, and I looked over at you to see what you were doing, and you were playing with the pebbles. You were putting them in a design. You formed them into this beautiful cross on a hill, yeah, and I was amazed. Is. And then I thought, oh, man, that's a keeper. I wish we could keep that design, but they're just loose pebbles on a table. that is going to get ruined. And then we had the idea we could glue them onto the coasters, and now we use them in our prayer room where we meet with pastors and Leaders, men and women in ministry sometimes, we, in addition to our more formal office, we have a home office. and yeah, It's been a fun keepsake. Well, you know, honey, maybe some of our listeners are kind of not like I was before we started social media. You know, what is a sabbatical anyway? I mean, you hear of it, but what is it? Yeah, it's actually a teaching in the Bible in the Old Testament. Not a lot of people know about it, but in Leviticus and Exodus, uh, there's the sabbatical year. That's every seventh year, and it was centered around the farmers and their land giving them a rest, the people and the land, and that God would promise a bumper crop uh, to sustain them the year before the sabbatical and then after. And so it was a big step of trust for people Mm -hmm. to really venture in the Lord and in his provision, his goodness. Uh, He'd be faithful to his word and provide for them. But it's important uh, teaching there in the sabbatical year. And it had important aspects also regarding generosity for the needy. So Slaves and servants were also given the blessing of a sabbatical year, and debts were canceled uh, in the sabbatical year. So people were just cared for with rest. High-level people and the low-level people who were just you know glad to have a job and provide for their family, uh, everybody got a rest and exercised their trust in the Lord. Uh, and yet, in ancient times, as today, oftentimes it wasn't kept. The teaching uh, of Moses there uh, that the Lord gave through Moses wasn't always honored. So today, Jesus calls us little faiths. Sometimes we just don't have the faith to really trust and obey. Yeah. And so I think the the most practical way of saying it, what is a sabbatical is what we've referenced here in this series of podcasts on rest is that, well, it's essentially stringing together some Sabbath days. And so a guideline is about 30 is probably a a minimum. Mm -hmm. Once you get to 30, you're sort of beyond a vacation mindset and you're stretching into some New territory that you're gonna you're gonna need to really be unplugged, and you're gonna you're gonna feel some withdrawal from not doing your normal work. You're and you're gonna have to make 
arrangements to cover your responsibilities when you're gone that long. And so these sorts of things are an important part of the, the sabbatical discipline. Yeah. And uh, the, ideally, you can get more than 30 days if you're a man or woman in ministry and hopefully your spouse with you, maybe three months. Well, some people might be thinking, gosh, that just seems so extreme. I mean, is it, yeah. is it really needed? Is it really important? I mean, yeah. that's a big sacrifice. That's a big cost. It does take a lot of faith. I'm not sure, you know, this really is important. Is it really needed? Why? Yeah, well, if you hang out with pastors as we do, you would see why it's needed. (laughs) I think, as you said in our last podcast, Christy, even secular companies are giving sabbaticals, at least of uh, a number of weeks for long-term employees, and they find that it's helping their creativity and productivity. Well, and the education system has been built in around this, the breaks that that are Mm -hmm. given in the school systems, and then you know, professors and... Now, a lot of times the way it's it's done in the education system and even our churches is it's it's more of a working sabbatical. It's like to, to write a book or... For a big project. Something like that, which is a good thing. But it's more of a development of the person professionally in their mm-hmm. career rather than rest, which is what God's instructing here and his heart is. Yeah, the, the two can be combined. But what we emphasize in our sabbatical guide for men and women in ministry, and this is for pastors and educators and nonprofit workers and, and just Christian workers that can get an extended time of, of um, away from their responsibilities is to really lean into the rest. Yeah, yeah. And you can lean into this in other ways, too. You don't have to be a ministry leader, but you could be in a transition of re- towards retirement or letting go of a job or a, a, in a time of transition, and you can be intentional to use it as a sabbatical, and it can really be fruitful. Yeah, we talked to an elder at one of the churches we support just uh, a week ago, and he's uh, in business in the marketplace, and he's in a, a season of needing some discernment, so he's taking some weeks first for spiritual rest, as sort of a mini sabbatical. Good for him. Yeah, so the need for this deep uh, disconnect and rest for the, the biblical sabbatical is huge. You just look at the statistics of pastors and who care for our souls mm-hmm. and the difficulty that these men and women have caring for their own soul. only study the Bible when preparing their sermons for others. 70% don't even have a close friend. 50% do not regularly meet with an accountability partner or group. 44% do not regularly take even a day off. 85% have never taken a sabbatical. 85%. So these are some of the reasons why the average seminary-trained pastor only lasts five years in ministry. Mm-hmm. and why so many uh, pastors burn out. Yeah, And we see that in our soul shepherding ministry. I mean, I've got two handfuls of pastors right now that yes. I'm caring for who are in different types of crises. One basically fired from his church, another in some difficulty with his lead pastor, another in a big season of transition, resigned, another one really suffering and hurting. The toll it takes to deeply care for people, to teach from God's Word week in and week out. Most pastors are working, the statistics say, uh, over 50 hours a week because the needs are so compelling and we're serving God. It's so important. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's just a real hard thing not to neglect your own soul. And this is is why we started Soul Shepherding. I've had my own struggles with this, and uh, the Lord cared for me through the ministry of Ray Ortland and and then through Dallas Willard. Uh, Before that, uh, through some counselors. And so... We've really learned the importance of ministering out of the overflow. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have. I mean, I, after also learning from our experience, because experience is such a great teacher, 
I mean, I would even say that I think it should be on the part of the professional ethics professions, caring professions, that they take a sabbatical mm-hmm. because it's so important. Yeah, we love championing sabbaticals for men and women in ministry. That gives me great joy to help make a case for a pastor with an elder board or with other supporters and just help them to see. And in our sabbatical guide, we just we lay out the, the biblical teaching. And especially around Sabbath, there's a lot of <laughs> scriptures that talk about the importance of, of rest and renewal and getting into a space where we're, we're ministering out of that overflow. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sad to say, but the average uh, pastor that we connect with, uh, they don't understand that. They maybe understand the concept, but to live into it so that it's an operational reality that, uh, for instance, sermons are coming out of personal Bible study and scripture meditation. That's a big one right there. Learning how to do that. Well, you can learn that on a sabbatical because you can have some time where you go deep in God's word with no pressure to prepare sermons. And we got to get this thing reversed around instead of our whole week being consumed with all the work that we need to do, all the ministry, all the people that we need to help. We need that first day, that first effort to be in soul nourishment and intimacy with the Lord and being refreshed, drawing life out of God's word, and then just let it spill out. Yeah, but if you haven't had an extended period of time to really learn how to rest in sabbatical, you just don't sometimes have a vision for how you could do that one in seven days. Sabbaticals can be really helpful in recalibrating your whole system because I see pastors that get numb. They, they don't even realize that they're numb from overwork. Yeah, and that's Pastor Chuck's story that we told uh, earlier on this rest series of podcasts that he thought he was keeping a Sabbath day by having a, a day off and intending to rest. But it wasn't until after his three-month-long sabbatical in which he really totally disconnected from everything, all of his responsibilities and work, and he got counseling and was doing retreat and doing intensive spiritual care, getting a lot of sleep. That's when he realized, oh, this is what rest is. Mm, Yeah. And his wife also felt so loved and cared Mm -hmm. for because he was present to her and to the kids and the family, and they were able to really work on some of the issues in their marriage that she'd just been trying to live with and had been grading on her and on them and affecting the kids. Yeah. So let's, let's tell the story of Justin. It's not his real name, but Justin's a lead pastor in a, a church near us here that I've supported for uh, some years. And um, his story really illustrates the need for a sabbatical. And uh, he had been running hard for 10 years as a lead pastor without a sabbatical, and he was depleted. And listening to him and how tight he was into the people in his church that he was caring for, offering pastoral counseling for, I told him he had compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. And it was showing on his body. Uh, he had developed painful hives all over his body, and uh, medical treatment wasn't working. And uh, even his doctor was telling him, you need to rest. You're overloaded with stress. And finally, his, his elders told him, look, the, you, know, you, you need to take a three-month sabbatical. And he was, you're past due for that. They mandated him. To go on sabbatical. So in this case, it was a blessing for Justin. It's not always handled that way, though. We've worked with some pastors Mm -hmm. who've been mandated to take sabbaticals, but they haven't really been sabbaticals that have been properly planned for, prepared for, coached through, helped with. They haven't had the use of this guide. And it's been kind of like they felt disciplined. They felt like as if they were being forced to do this, um, as if they'd had a moral failure or something. They're taken out of their ministry. And that's not the spirit of this. Yeah, we did a series of podcasts on uh, conflict in church 
last year with Ken and Susan mm-hmm. Baugh, and they shared that as part of their story. Yeah. And in, in their case, the elder board uh, came to realize that they had made some mistakes in how they were, were dealing with, with Ken and Susan, and they apologized. That's great. And we yeah. led a whole church service of reconciliation there at Coast Hills Community Church, and just so thankful for uh, how they handled that. So in Justin's case, for, for three months, he did not step foot on his church campus, no preaching, no pastoral counseling, no meetings with staff or congregants, no planning of future sermon series, no visiting of new churches, no mission trips, no visits to learn from other churches, no establishing new church vision, no emails, no writing of a book, uh, no pastoring, just free space to rest in the Lord and to be nourished by the Lord and with his wife and family. Sometimes I have wives who are anticipating their husband's sabbatical be afraid and kind of like, I don't want him around. I don't want him home. I don't want him in my space in my life. Like I'm used to him being gone and busy and not being involved. And I, I don't want to have to make him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And this is like they're anxious about it. But it, mm-hmm. it turns out when a pastor really prepares for us and does this, it, it, they come back and they're like, oh, it's you know, such a blessing. It was so good. And But it helps to have something like our sabbatical guide to help prepare for all of that. Yeah, and you bring up a great point that we're going to come back to in this series on rest. We're going to do a whole podcast on uh, when rest doesn't feel restful. Mm-hmm. We we have made some comments about that along the way, yeah. but that's that's a big issue f- mm-hmm. for the the pastor taking the sabbatical and the spouse yeah. who's affected by that. Yeah, but in this case, his his really setting those hard boundaries with his work was was really a blessing, and she felt so loved, and it was good for the family, as it usually is when it's prepared for, right? Yeah, it drove him crazy at first, too. (laughs) You know, he made a big space for God, and he had to work out those hives from his body and his soul. But he did that, and he got some counseling to help him with that because he needed to process through some things and rethink some things in his life and his relationship with the Lord and so forth, uh, deal with the identity issues, strengthening his identity in Christ, and uh, develop some new rhythms, new rhythms for his soul and his marriage and how to live into the Sabbath rhythms. And one of those was that he, he got into a pastor group that he uh, meets with me and some other pastors. Everyone's from a different church, and every month we connect and pray for each other and hold each other up in the Lord. And it's been a few years since his sabbatical, and he's still benefiting, still has fruit in his life and his family and his church. His church has grown incredibly since he took that sabbatical. Thank you, Lord. So, Bill, out of all this experience, we've been so encouraged. We've loved working with pastors and their wives on sabbatical, preparing them, helping them with that. And you've written a guide, the sabbatical guide, that now we we had a graphic designer take the excellent quality of writing and resource here in this 24-page guide and make it just artistically so pleasant and beautiful and appealing to the eye and help uh, such a such a wonderful resource. Yeah, it's got lots of call-out quotes and bullet point lists and very, very user-friendly. Yeah, it, it, it's really a thorough guide to help somebody prepare and plan for an extended time of rest, whether it be an official sabbatical or not. But it does go through the whole sabbatical process, start to finish. And I think it'd be helpful just to go over some of these topics that are included. So one, it starts with discerning Christ's personal invitation to you to rest. And then planning, how to plan your sabbatical. We talk about unplugging from our work and setting boundaries because that's a challenge. And uh, settling into Sabbath rest. So we have some biblical teaching on the Sabbath and lots of practical ideas for how to nourish your soul in the Lord. Um, Lots of uh, resources. The guide links to other resources that are are helpful in the way of spiritual disciplines and uh, journaling questions and things like that. And you've got in the planning, you've got some links to 
places that people could go to get away, retreat mm-hmm. centers, ideas, lots of practical help here. You've got reflecting and getting in touch with your emotions and longings and needs, and those are your spouse and family. That's where I act like a, a, the therapist that I am, and I just ask some key questions in different categories that are just options uh, for uh, prayer and journaling and so forth. Uh, so yeah, it's it's soul training guide. So there's a number of different disciplines that are introduced there with links for more opportunities to learn how to do that discipline for your own growth in your relationship with God and experiencing of rest and de-stressing and so forth. So important. And then you've got a section on listening to the Spirit and realigning with God's purposes. Yeah, well, I mean, hearing God's ministry. voice is huge. Mm-hmm. It's so important in, in life and ministry and whatever our work is. And so that's one of the areas that comes up in a time of sabbatical or another time of focused rest on retreat. And so, yeah, there's a whole series of questions and resources around helping us to hear God's voice, because if we're plugged up with stress and backed up with emotion, uh, hurt, frustration, just exhaustion, we, you know, we're not going to hear God's voice well. Right. And then you've got this key area that you cover that's so important, so helpful, and that's how to re-engage with your daily life and work as you're coming out of your sabbatical and preparing for that, that, that on-ramp back into your life and calling of ministry, active ministry or work. And that's so helpful and important. I hope that our listeners will get this guide and give it to their pastor, the pastor that's caring for them and love or to their elder board and just to help them. Yeah. Really obey God and follow and trust him in this way. Yeah, if you're a pastor, you want to read this and, and give it to your elders, either verbally or ask them to read it. And we've had a number of pastors do that. That's why we created it. So, Lord, we are so thankful for each of our listeners now. And just pray for the men and women in ministry who are listening to us now who need a rest. I uh, just got an email just a few minutes ago from a pastor in uh, Northern California, and uh, he and his wife are just exhausted. They are depleted, and he's saying, help. <laughs> We've so appreciated your emails and your podcast, uh, but we need more help. And we're, we're hearing from pastors, men and women in ministry like this every day, Lord. And I just pray for those listeners who need the nourishment of some time away, that you would provide that, Lord, uh, whether it's a, a, a retreat, uh, an extended vacation, a sabbatical, whether it's some, some counseling and soul care, Lord, that you would provide that need. And uh, we pray, Lord, for those listening who are concerned for their pastor or, or a colleague who's a pastor, and maybe they need to give the gift of this sabbatical guide to them just to say, hey, look, I'm thinking of you, and I just really hope that you would get away uh, for some time of rest and that you would have support to do that because I don't want you to burn out. So uh, help us, Lord, to be strong in your grace and in your love and in your word, that we could continue to serve you well and enjoy the blessing and honor of being Christ's ambassadors, being your ministers to people around us. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. When Christy and I were given a sabbatical a couple of years ago, we had resistance we had to overcome. We've seen this also in pastors and ministry leaders who have sought our help for sabbatical planning and counseling. Out of our experience, we created a sabbatical guide for pastors. We thank God that in just over one year, it has been used by over 10,000 people. We're really excited about this resource. We've updated it and turned it into a booklet that you can give to a pastor who needs a season of rest and renewal. You can order this sabbatical guide on soulshepherding.org. 